0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Wealth Puzzle with Mike Mansfield and Tony Shore. I'm Mike Mansfield from the Lynn Group here in Ventura, California. I'm a certified financial planner uh, focusing on retirement income planning. That is my niche. That is my specialty. And let's be fair, Tony, uh, current events, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And and all of a sudden, the things that I do for people that are approaching and in retirement have suddenly become extremely relevant, unfortunately.
0: Well, yeah. Yep, it has, hasn't it?
1: Well, you know, it's, um, it's tough, right? And there's a lot we could obviously talk about on the show today. Uh, certainly talking about the coronavirus is a big, impactful thing. And it's evolved. I mean, even from our last show, it went from "Hey, there's this thing going on in the world." Hey, let's talk about previous pandemics. Let's talk about previous mortality rates. Let's talk about previous stock market experiences. And this pandemic has seemed to—what is the saying? "Throwing the bathwater out with the baby," kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, I think maybe they have. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's um, throw, it's throw the baby out oh, with the bathwater of uniqueness of sorts. And it's interesting, and it's tough because I, I. I struggle with what the right answer is looking at the coronavirus specifically. And the reason I say that, Tony, is is as everybody should know about Mike, is I'm a man of data. I'm a man of history. I like statistics. I like math. I do not like emotions. I think using emotions to make financial decisions commonly are horrific. Generally, you make bad decisions. And unfortunately, I even have some things going on as of lately now with certain, you know, clients, as you can imagine, where I can see those emotions creeping into the decision making process for them. And that's becoming a little scary. But when I look at the numbers, you know, because people talk about, you know, of sorts, the end is here, you know, this is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, you know, the economy will collapse and we're going to be in a recession and all that kind of stuff. So I follow a website, Tony, you know, there's plenty of websites, I'm sure that are out there that are following this by the numbers. And I find a little bit of peace in the numbers. And what I'm talking about is this started in China, right? You know, it broke out in Wuhan, China, kind of a thing. They started reporting cases in December. They didn't really start actively reporting these cases until January. And that's because they didn't even have a name for this thing until January. But mid-January, China starts reporting cases in mainland China. And these things accelerate pretty significantly for a few weeks. And then the cases kind of hit their apex and they start drawing down. And so what's interesting to me about China, if China is the the first bell curve, right? Everyone's got these like little wave effects, right? So China had this big bell curve and now the rest of the world is behind them with their bell curve. So in China at the moment though, when you look at the numbers from, you know, when we, when we're recording this show here, China reported approximately 81,000 total cases. That's a lot, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's half of the world's cases at the moment. Obviously, the world has a little over 80,000 themselves at the moment. But what's fascinating to me, thinking that China is in their own bell curve ahead of everybody else, is 68,000 of those 81 are already fully recovered. So in a two-month period, 85% of China's cases are fully recovered and their daily numbers are very, we'll say, anemic, right? I think yeah. they had 16 cases overnight when I checked, but the day before there was zero. You know, there's there's going to be reoccurrences. There's going to be little spots of this here and there kind of a thing. The question becomes, what is the gravity of this, right? Um, heck, on the news a week or so ago, um, somebody said, hey, you know, 100 million people in the U.S. could get this. Well, that's a little scary, right? You know, a third of the country... Yeah. Jeez geez Louise. Yeah.
0: And if that happened, they said the death rate would be one point something yeah, million. One, one point, percent. Yeah. 1.4 million or something.
1: But what's confusing to me about that, to be honest, is China has a population of just over a billion people. We have a population of 330 million. And I would like to make the argument, maybe I should or shouldn't, that we can handle this kind of a condition, this issue a little better because- Look, China lives in very close proximity to each other. These are, you know, tighter niche groups of people, not the same level of health care and advances, not the same, perhaps even human rights understandings. And so if China only got 81,000 cases in their apex of this issue over a two-month period, how is it we blow right through that number and we go to 100 million? Wouldn't that mean, Tony, that China would need 300 or 400 million cases to even kind of quantify the same thought well you know it's 16 new cases a day that's gonna take a while to get there so i don't know i you know I'm, I'm torn on what i see on the news what you read online all of that social stuff to sitting here literally following the numbers every day oh I, yeah I, i'm having a hard time understanding the two stories because the numbers don't seem to tell the same story as the news
0: no no. And here's the deal, Michael. I think, you know, all this, it's important that we're talking about it. I just want to know where I can buy some toilet paper.
1: Well, ain't that a fact, <laughs> you know, irrational fear. I mean, people it's, well, it's are crazy. As, as water like, storage, you know, yeah. did your did your hose just stop working? <laughs> Uh, you know, why Why do you need to store water right I, now?
0: I have no idea. That's a
1: crazy I, I mean, thing. we live in an earthquake zone. You know, the, the government has begged everyone to be ready for an earthquake. It's coming. It could be tomorrow. It could be in 10 years. Nobody knows when it's happening. But everybody knows it will happen where we live. But nobody will prepare for that. You know, no one will store water for that. Um, so it's interesting. Anyways, yeah. yeah. point is... Uncertainty leads to financial havoc, right? Because stock markets are crashing. Everybody is freaking out. Everybody's standing in line at Costco. A lot of irrational fear right now. Um, It'll be, you know, only time will tell what this really turns into from an investment standpoint, but even from just a societal effect, right? You know, how big will this get before we start mellowing out? It took China more or less six weeks, eight weeks to, you know, get on the backside of their bell curve. And we're, you know, three weeks into it. So I don't know, you know, we'll see, Tony, right? Obviously we'll keep talking about this over the next number of weeks. But the question is, how does it plot apply to the end user? How does this apply to the person who's retired or was about to retire? And they watch the stock market crash 30% in three weeks. How does that? That's really what this show is about, right? Is how do you prepare and as I started the show, what, what do I do? I'm a retirement income planner. And it's interesting because when I meet with the new people and we're talking about creating a retirement income plan, a retirement income plan is all about cash flow, right, Tony? It's it's the, it's the, the, the right, they, they jokingly call it the mailbox money, right? Right. Do you have your money coming in every month to pay the bills, to buy your toilet paper, to buy whatever you need? Because that working reason?
0: paycheck isn't coming anymore.
1: Right, because the paycheck ain't coming in, right? So do you still have your paycheck coming in from your assets, from your Social Security, from your pensions, from your rental property? You know, do you have the income rolling in, yay or nay? And then the question is, if you have income coming in, what is it linked to? See, if you have all your income linked to the stock market and the stock market's crashing 30%, how confident are you feeling about your retirement plan right now? You're freaking out, right? And trust me, I fight people on this all the time. I create proper retirement income plans. I use safe, conservative, green money, boring money to generate income. Cash, short-term bonds, fixed index annuities, all of those things you generate cash flow from. You don't use the stock market to generate your income. I mean, think about it like this, Tony. Uh, Let's say your social security check you're receiving, because Tony's actually 70 years old. Just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> the, um, you know, uh, let's hypothesize a long say. way off from let's social say security. you're receiving social security and social security checks were linked to the stock market. Meaning if the stock market went down 30 percent, your check next month goes down 30 percent. How do you feel?
0: Uh, Not good. Uh, not panic. good. Right? Really panic. How am I going to pay the bills? How How is this money going to last my entire lifetime now?
1: Right. But this speaks to the irrationality of a lot of people in retirement is they don't look at it like that up front and they say well i've always been in the stock market so why would i change anything now i hear that all the time when i say hey why are you so invested in the market they say i don't know i've always been but the problem is is when you're driving income from your accounts and it's linked to the stock market it's that same analogy of social security how come nobody wants their their pension or their social security linked to the stock market, but they're willing to take all that risk with their retirement account. It's crazy. It's irresponsible. And let's be fair. We've all gotten a little drug addicted to a stock market that's just been going up for years, right? This is the worst stock market correction in 12 years since 2008. And so we've all kind of forgotten. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it could go down bad. Oh, it could, you know, be volatile. We really got to put this in perspective, right? You know, things happen. I mean, this this coronavirus was the last thing anybody saw coming a couple months ago. Remember, we're coming right. off of extremely strong job numbers in the U.S., extremely strong payrolls, a low unemployment. Things were banging on all cylinders. There, there was no justification for the stock market to go down 30% until the coronavirus surfaced. What yep. things happen
0: it would our economy was as strong as it's been almost ever yeah, and then you know seemingly overnight, wham
1: yeah, and that might be the hidden blessing in all of it I the hope is the economy because it was so strong will be more elastic when we get on the back side of this just because you know we're coming from a position of strength. so that's a positive um but still, this speaks to uncertainty in retirement is you have to have a good, healthy plan. It doesn't mean I'm not sitting here advocating that you take all your money out of the stock market. That's equally as irresponsible. You have stock market equity exposure in your retirement where you don't need the money for current income needs. Cause remember you're allowed to live a long time. Taxes can go up. Inflation can go up. You can live longer than expected or need long-term care. You want money growing as a long-term investment. You just don't use your short-term income money in the stock market because if the market goes down, you could have a detrimental impact on your income. It's crazy.
0: Right. People do right. this all
1: the time. I mean, look, people people chastise and hate fixed index annuities. You know, I, I hear it all the time. There's, and to be fair, for good reason, there's a bad stigma on them because they're abused asset class. But I commonly use a fixed annuity with an income rider as a way to generate income when solving someone's income gap. And look, everybody's different. Someone will walk in and, you know, and they'll start with the, you know, the first thing, Hey, just so you know, I hate annuities. I'm never going to buy one. So I don't even talk about it. And I think that's funny. I haven't even brought that up. And two is you don't understand how to properly place it in a, it's a tool, right? You know, if you need a wrench to take a bolt off, are you going to use a screwdriver? You know, and this is the problem is, is people don't want to properly understand the tools they need in a good retirement income plan right. and how to use them. You know, so it's tough, you know, and I, I I can look back on a lot of meetings and situations where people highly criticized that solid recommendation. And then lo and behold, here we are sitting here today saying, oh, that's funny that that would have played out a lot better for them if they had been a little more open minded to the proper retirement planning process.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, this is a really, I mean, you know, everything's with the market tanking and yeah. the coronavirus and everything yeah. going on and uh, the impact this is all going to have, the schools of closing, perspective. the schools closing and, and uh, you know, businesses closing, yeah. certain industries completely shutting down, uh, how that's going to affect the economy. What that does is uh, it's terrible, but, uh, you know, uh, you're in a position and i know you'd never do this to say i told you so because oh, your yeah, clients who have a plan in place and have their assets properly allocated for their stage of life and where they're at don't need to necessarily panic about it
1: yeah and, and you got to realize it's never a, i told you so my my opinion is i am a purveyor of information i bring you the facts i bring you the best foot forward when i build a retirement income plan And then it becomes kind of the buffet. Hey, here's the way this works. Here's the pros and cons of it. You decide what's best for you. And, you know, and if someone says, I don't like that, I don't want to do that. What other options do you have? Then we go to option B or option C, you know, and that's kind of my job is to give information. I always put my best foot forward. But honestly, I I come across a lot of people that don't want to, you know, the best foot. They, They do want plan C. And plan C oftentimes is wrought with a lot more risk, as you can imagine. And, you know, on hindsight, those are things that people will consider. At the same token, obviously, there's some unprecedented things going on here, right? The Federal Reserve just came out recently over the weekend and slashed interest rates to basically zero. And they also picked up a new quantitative easing program, which means they're going to be buying about $700 billion worth of assets, the whole point of that it's going to be Treasuries, mortgage back, uh, geez, I'm getting all gibberishy. Mortgage backed securities. The design is to put liquidity into the markets. Now you look back on a history lesson. The last major financial crisis that we had was 2008, right? Right. And that was a pretty healthy one, right? And it's funny because the the makeup of it was completely different, right? You had bad economics. You had major banks going out of business. You had millions of people foreclosing and losing their homes. You had true economic blood on the street. That's not happening right now. That's not no. you know the case. We're coming from an economic strong point. And so over 2008, when the market crashed 51% over like a 14-month period, the Fed started doing this stuff. I mean, their, their final big rate cut that really got them to zero happened, um, like in the fourth quarter of 08. I mean, after, yeah. you know, 80% of it was already all over kind of, you know, so they're being very proactive here and they're coming in and boom, doing these big cuts, doing this quantitative easing, they're buying assets. Their argument is if you know, you probably looked at the stock market the next day thinking it was going to go straight up, but you're wrong. And that's because people are still in chaos mode. They're still in freak out mode. They're still in pandemic mode. The whole point of the steps the feds is taking is to make sure that there are no hiccups on the return of this. That there's plenty of liquidity. There's plenty of support. The banks are well capitalized. There's no there's no issues with small businesses getting money to meet payroll or loan demands or anything like that. So, you know, the steps are extreme. Um, you know, in 2008, interest rates went to zero. They stayed there till like 2000, I think 16, and then they started ticking them back up and now we've dropped them back to zero again so you know we'll see what happens but at least the government has stepped in in that respect they're trying to get a lot, of, a lot of things going on here to make sure that the economy in and of itself doesn't have a seizure and freeze up because behind the scenes once again things were running on all cylinders and they want to try to make sure that they can keep that as intact as possible uh, you know depending on the length of this thing
0: yeah. And, you know, I mean, when you get up on, uh, you know, this past Monday and the stocks, they had to shut the stock market down again, sure. pause it. So, because it was opening, you know, s- down, you know, 10% or s- actually the, the uh, S&P on Monday was down at one point, almost 13%. Yeah.
1: It's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. So, and the, uh, and the S&P hadn't been down like that much in one day or opening since 1929, they said. So
1: uh, well, that's what's fascinating about it. Even from a point standpoint on the Dow. Yeah. You go back like two, three weeks ago, a thousand point move was incredible. Whoa. Now it's every single day. And then all of a sudden the new yep. normal is 2000 points. Yep. I mean, it's
0: it is pretty crazy. fascinating
1: to watch. What y'all have to realize though, is as you watch the market with extreme volatility it's it's not the most natural healthy thing you you have two things going on one is you do have panicked investors retail investors buying and selling things but look the little guy does not drive the market that much it's the institutional hedge funds it's the algorithms it's all this stuff that's just buying selling buying selling there's just a massive amount of volatility baked in the cake at the moment and Get used to that. Anytime the market goes down or goes up in the future, it's probably going to be baked with a lot of volatility simply because of all of the computers and trading systems that are now in place. They really are pulling the market around. Overall, the market always writes itself overall. It always goes back up even in the, the worst of 2008, you know, the market crashed and guess what? It's up 400% since then or something like, or was rather. Um, You know, this too shall pass. I mean, it's it's very frustrating, but it only reinforces what we're talking about, right? Having a proper retirement income plan, protecting your income, making sure your cash flow is intact so that you can pay the bills and hunker down if you have to. You know, I pray that nobody's getting sick and that this thing is as mellow as possible. But obviously, there's no guarantees on what any of that means. Fortunately, in our local area, there hasn't been much of it of sorts. But you know, the reality is, is what I do is I try to help people have a stable retirement. I try to have them have stable cash flow. I have them take stock market risk where stock market risk is appropriate. I don't want to freak anybody out. But the reality is with your stock market stuff, pretty quickly here, you might start to consider becoming a little more aggressive, buying in a little more. Yeah. You know, as depressing as this is, Everything on the planet is on sale at the moment. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta remember that you gotta be proactive. And it doesn't mean you, you go from 50% equity to a hundred percent, but maybe you go from 50% to 60% or 65%. You just kind of turn the knob a little bit. And if the market goes down a little more, maybe you turn the knob a little more. You know, at some point, look, you can look at the history of recessions and bear markets, Tony. the, and there's two of them. Uh, there's a bear market where the market goes down 20 plus percent and then it shoots back up. And then there's the one where it goes down and then turns into a recession. Historically, on average, a bear market turning into recession has an an average downdraft of 34 percent. We're already at like 30 percent. So, you know, ah, you know, how much more realistically is there? Unless yeah. this thing really turns into a much, 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 much bigger issue. The average downdraft on a bear market that doesn't turn into a recession, I think is about 24%. So we're in between those two numbers, you know? So one way or another, even if the market went down another 10%, look, it's already happened, right? You know, the the market's already down. So these have to start to become the, the shift of this could be persistent. This could suck. This could take a year, two, three to get back to normal but it also could ultimately turn into a small investment opportunity if you want to look at it like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And I I really think that this issue, uh, people are uh, really concerned about the markets right now. And so I'm glad you're talking about that, but they need to make sure their emotions don't affect their financial decisions. And even more importantly, have a plan in place. So Michael, how do our listeners get a plan in place.
1: Yeah, if you don't have a plan or you have a plan you're freaking out about it and you don't understand, we're here. We're a resource. We're still working through the coronavirus. We have not shut our doors. Our phone still rings. We still answer it. Give me a call 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Go to our main website thelindgroup.com, lind is L-Y-N-D. But seriously, there's a lot of crazy out there. Give us a call we'll talk you through it. We'll give you some advice, you know, and sometimes the advice right now is do nothing. If you are overexposed to the stock market and you haven't sold yet, unfortunately you're you're on the roller coaster ride already. Yeah, don't it get out now. Don't yeah, get it out to behoove now. you. Yeah. I mean, I mean even Tony, I have a lot of 401k rollovers I'm working on with clients and the challenge is, is those come over in cash and I've put them all on hold. I said, "Look, we can't move money in this market because it, you know, A lot can happen in in 10 days. So we got to just wait on all that stuff till this thing gets to the backside of it and we know exactly what we're looking at.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Give me a call.
1: 805-500-7035. Certainly love all of our listeners, love all our questions, all the feedback. Please do not hesitate to call us. Obviously, we are here for you because there's a lot going on in this world right now. But positive energy, keep perspective. Look, the reality is, is as bad as this gets, We still live in the best country in the world. We still have running water. We still have the police department and the fire department. Everything's still okay. Just be calm. Be careful while you're driving. You know, people are out there being kooky right now. Yeah. This too shall pass.
0: So just remain calm. And I think that's great advice, Michael. And we're out of time. That does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com.